Okay, so welcome to Twin Flame Love Line. So today I want to do something different. So today I want let you guys sneak peek my clubhouse activity with my co-host Tonya Arbati, and she has she started her podcast as well. You can find her at、uh, Single Two Soulmate. Okay. And、uh, if you guys want to pop into Clubhouse, it's there on the, my link and my club Love and Ascension. You can join there and find my Clubhouse episode. Alrighty, let's get started. Okay, that's good. Welcome, everyone. So, today we're going to be talking about the manifesting to love, soulmate, and the twin flame. So, this is going to be super exciting. We just started, so we are going to call in some people to join us. But if you guys are, you guys are not、uh, here with us right now, you can join us later with the replay. Okay, never mind. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So today. We're gonna talk about that. Hi, Suki. Welcome, welcome. So,、um, regardless of labeling, we are going to call in soulmate and twin flame. Yeah, the key is like starting from different time. So, even though the link is the same, it's a different time. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's good. Can you mod me real quick? Yeah. All right, so let's chime the people in. That's what I'm doing. Me too. You know what? I, I want to post、uh, stuff on the,、uh, of my Facebook group too, just right now. Just one sec. I think the link is the same, right? Yeah. Um, it probably is a different one. You think so? Yeah, because you made it in a room. I bet you it's got a different number associated to it. Hmm.、Uh, I would pin a link. How, yeah, how do I、oh, share the room?、Oh, so we can share the room. Hi, Margaret. One second. If you、I'm、go to.、Um, I'm pinning. Yeah, I already got it. I already got a.、Uh, sorry. I already got the link, so I can just share that on my Facebook and also my、uh, Facebook group. Because they might be interested in coming because it's a twin flame group. Oh,、um, yeah, absolutely. I just have to, I just have to、um, post on my page and then I just have to、um, share to the group, which is not that difficult. Oh my God, this is a different group. Oh my God. Hold on, hold on. 
<laughs> you know, when you're talking and doing stuff at the same time, I'm like a guy. I can only do one thing at a time. Oh, yeah. Okay, I paused it now. Okay. So, um, yeah, manifesting true love. I, so Tony and I are going to be um, sharing the tips how you can do that. But the most importantly, this is what I always tell my client, or when we work together, we make sure to clear the old wound. Because if we are carrying on those wounds within us, it's very difficult to manifest true love. Because every single time we are, or your subconscious mind is trying to hook up with someone who is repetitious pattern in order to heal you. And that's a lot of time uh, people experiencing, you know, same kind of situation with different faces. So it's very important to heal your old wound. That could be your present relationships. That could be your past life relationships. And do you have anything to chime? Yeah, no, sorry. I was letting my dogs in. <laughs> I was listening to you. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. That's 100% right. Because um, unless, here's the thing. When it comes to manifestation, and this is what I teach my clients all the time, that you have to be the vibration of what it is that you are seeking. So in order to do that, you really truly have to heal the past. You have to heal those wounds. You have to heal your past traumas. You have to change your beliefs. You have to let go of like, okay, for example, so many people have experiences that shape how they feel about relationships. So how many times in your life have you gone into dating and you have expectations, right? You have these beliefs that guys always cheat on me. Um, you know, uh, they only want me for my body. They want me to look a certain way or be a certain way. So you change yourself in order to mold these expectations. These beliefs prevent you from manifesting that soulmate relationship because in order to attract soulmate love, you have to be in alignment with your soul. You have to have embodied that love of source. You have to um, let go of all of these beliefs and patterns and um, these past traumas and wounds and heal all that stuff and clear that stuff out in order to start attracting that perfect relationship that you're looking for. So that's why it takes work. I mean, you've got to do a lot of inner work, um, which is exactly what I do with my clients is get them to that place where they are in alignment they are showing up as their best and highest self. They're embodying their highest self. And that's when you start attracting your soulmate. Right, Erica, you would agree? Yeah, 100%. You know, I, hi, Brian. So we just, um, you know, work on together, means me and my client. I have a lot of Twin Flame clients that they want to, you know, one, make sure whoever they're with is Twin Flame. And two, if they are not, they want to be with their true love, right? So in order to do that, 
it's the same thing working with a, a soulmate or working with a twin flame. If a person has a lot of baggage or whatever the repetitious patterns, a lot of times it's derived from uh, past lives. I've seen so many past lives, you know, uh, scenes with my client. When my clients are describing what's going on, I happen to see the same scene because I'm clair clairvoyant. <laughs> so they're like, oh, am I making up the story? But, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing what you're seeing, you know. So like when they are having a repeating patterns, it will, you know, often repeat at this, this life as well. Hopefully, you know, uh, they can break out the pattern from the relationship, whoever they had with Twin Flame or, you know, um, karmic person. I won't call it as a soulmate because soulmate, usually people don't have a karmic relationship. They don't really have to go through huge uh, repetitious patterns. I'm talking about negative, painful, challenging ones. Because by the time people usually meet a soulmate, they clear out most of the baggage. So, you know, you know, like y'all, like me and like y'all, we talk about appointed one a lot because of our own experiences. And then, you know, by the time we clear out our stuff, uh, we are ready to meet the one. And then, you know, if the twin frame stuff is not, not a contract in your contract anymore, what me what we mean is original contract with original twin flame the replacement will be presented which is which is already um decided before we come here because uh, when you make a soul contract along with galactic councils they are not stupid so you know a lot of stuff happens when we are living in this human world so even though in the soul level, people are gonna say, hey, we're gonna be together, we're gonna do this and this and that, you probably are extremely optimistic and then really, really um, charged to make it happen, but depends on the circumstances or depends on the programming, you know, each party is having, how deep the programming the person is having and, uh, the body they decided to go in, you know, the family heritage and the family patterns, sometimes it's very difficult to get out of this thing. So these are always the uh, emergency clause happened in the soul contract, you know, when it comes to twin flame. So when your original person cannot be with you, they are like a couple of guys usually they are from a soulmate group say hey if it doesn't work out i'll i'll be more than happy to be the you know upgraded version of your twin flame because um twin flame is not a person twin flame is energy means soul particle so when the original twin flame which has a lot of soul particle of your galactic twin cannot make it, then the galactic twin still is exist in, could be in the planet, could be in the ship like mine. And then they can send their particle to the soulmate guys who said, oh, I be, I be the replacement. 
and then the soul gonna be merged into, braided into the soulmate. So this person, if we have to label it, will become upgraded version of Twin Flame and this person is ready. So you don't have to go through the shenanigans anymore because you are supposed to be ready when the other person is ready. Um, so, you know, um, soulmates is the same thing. When we are ready to do whatever, soulmate is also, you know, people often become a couple or married to each other to do something more than just, you know, fall in love and have a kids. They just gonna do something like in soul level to contribute to something meaningful. So in order to do that, both parties need to be ready. Um, you know, so that's why I don't really like labeling like soulmate or twin flame, even though we put it on the title in order to manifest true love. Like Tony and I said, you have to be ready energetically means you have to be, you don't have to be perfect. We're not perfect, but at least, you know, get rid of old wounds. So you're going to be neutral. You don't have to be like extremely happy or anything. At least all these old wounds not going to um, trigger you. You'll be completely neutral, let's say, when you meet your exes. Um, yeah, that's the thing, Erica. I mean, it's, it's always interesting to me that um, people tend to, because I just want to make a little bit of a distinction. People tend to mix up the whole concept of twin flame and soulmate. They're like, oh, you know, I want to meet my twin flame, my soulmate. Okay. Well, they're kind of, they're different things, right? Um, your soulmate can be a friend. It can be a lover. It can be, you know, anybody that you have deep affinity for, you know, it's like those deep soul contracts where, you know, you've known each other in other lives, you're, um, you know, the kindred spirits, so to speak. Whereas a twin flame, like you were talking about is like aspects of the same soul. They're like mirrors to each other. So twin flames, um, are usually romantic partners, but they usually connect because of a shared pain. And it can be something like from past life experience. Um, and it's not always necessarily about love. I mean, a lot of times it requires a great deal of inner work when two flame, two twin flames come together to make a partnership, you know, work together. And there's like this common misconception, I think, that, that uh, twin flames are supposed to complete each other, which is not true. I think it, it leads to an unhealthy dynamic between two people because you're supposed to feel complete in of yourself, right? So you do that work. And I think it's hard for people to distinguish between soulmates and twin flames, especially in the very beginning, because when you initially encounter one of those people in your life, um, you're going to have that sense of familiarity and of deep attraction. And these are people that we obviously are going to deeply connect with, but they're there are always going to be relationships that touch your soul at a very deep level. So they're like destined relationships. So twin flames and soulmates are part of that contract. So they're going to feel like home. You know, they're going to feel like when you meet them, they're going to feel like, like perfect example. When I met my husband, literally within an hour of meeting him, 
my, I literally had this recognition inside me, kind of like my soul was saying, oh, there you are, you know, but like, like it's that immediate recognition. And when you meet your soulmate or twin flame, you're going to feel like this is a person you're destined to be with. I mean, you're going to feel like you can be yourself around them because you've known them. You've known them in a past life. You've known them, you know, on the other side. So you're going to have that sense of recognition. But um, what makes them really different is that Twin flames are thought to be one soul in two bodies. So soulmates are two separate souls that are just really extraordinarily linked together, you know, be it through contract or whatever. And that's why the twin flame relationships can be very toxic sometimes, unlike soulmate connections. So twin mate, twin flame relationships, your twin flame can mirror to you your own issues, unhealthy habits, um, imbalances, and things like that. So a lot of times um, when twin flames separate, they also have a hard time functioning apart, you know, because another thing you may end up like defining your self-worth in that relationship. I mean, there's a lot of things that brings up um, in our shadow to be healed. So they're very useful, but you've got to be ready for something like that because it, it can be extremely challenging. But usually with twin flames, like once that lesson is learned, you've accomplished that goal of the relationship. So when the timing is right, each person's done the work on themselves. Um, you know, it's not impossible for them to end up together. You know, I find that they always kind of end up bouncing back together and apart and together and apart. And they're always at some point in time in each other's lives. So it's just, um, it's interesting, you know, when we're talking about um, the differences for sure. What do you, what do you think about that, Erica? Yeah, like, um, because of that, um, you know, me, my body and my um, galactic twins body are still in the ship. So he gave me the information about what is going on on the twin flame uh, relationships. You know, if people are interested in, uh, you guys can get a book I wrote, The Ultimate uh, Twin Flame Journey, which you can get it on the link, um, bio in IG. But what what's going on is, um, when I deal with my clients, you know, a lot of, some people, they're already married to their twins, you know, or they're in the relationship or uh, they have difficult relationship with their twins. Means these people already um, made a decision to say goodbye to their ex-husband and stuff like that. And then I, I haven't met someone uh, who, you know, married a twin for the, from the first marriage. You know, you, you kind of have to go through a couple of different ones until you hit the jackpot in a way, you know? <laughs> so, um, but, you know, they, they've been through their thing, you know, but from there, they still have to do, you know, well, it's not self-work, but working on the issues as a couple and i do work on those with my client as well but um 25 of them which is including myself and raquel um you know when contract is not no longer effective means um we can't really wait for our twin flame for 100 years or 30 years or 20 years for this person to get ready so especially you know uh people like me and Raquel, um, we do have to be on the stage or on the uh, spotlight to teach people, you know. Um, the people like us, 
we can't just keep on waiting. And then depends on the contract and it depends on the nature of, you know, what the universe, the uh, prime creator, your spiritual team and his spiritual team is expecting. Um, and stuff has to get done. So what Aster told me, because I'm a part of Aster command, was, you know, when you're on the mission, means kind of military mission, um, you don't just have a plan A, you have a plan B and a plan C. So when plan A doesn't work out, there's always backup plan, plan B, plan C to make the mission happen. Because most important thing is make the mission happen. So that's why the appointed one, the emergency calls is happening because you gotta make mission happen. Um, this is not about, hey, you get married and have kids and happily ever after. Twin flame relationship is not like that. It's about how can you contribute as a couple to the world, to serve, to uh, contribute ascension journey as a couple. You know, so, um, you know, people do get confused between the difference between twin flame and soulmate. I wrote on the book, but the easiest way is uh, twin flames are usually the star sheet, they are galactics, and they come from other stars. And then when you come from other stars, you always have your mate to do the mission with. And that person, you always have family and have kids because mission comes first. And then when you do stuff together, of course you end up having family, you end up having, you know, uh, lovers to each other. And yeah, you are embodiment of, I guess, divine feminine energy and divine masculine energy. That's what it is. But when we come to earth, the Playground is different because we're here to serve means to this planet and to the humanity. So the mission is not the same as you go to the mission in different planets because we completely forget who we are. We are less connected to, you know, to the source. We don't have superpowers. Usually we have all those kind of circumstances. And also in Earth, a lot of uh, spiritual lessons are done by relationships because a lot of people are not, you know, eager to clean up their souls or trying to improve themselves. So in order to do that, you know, relationship is uh, one of the best way to raise themselves or get rid of their densities. So this is why on earth, they have a lot of karmic relationships. I have already experienced the relationship in 4D planet means other planets, because usually those are dense planets. And then um, a lot of times you are serving for the superiors. And then unless you come from king or queen status over there, um, you are not really allowed to mate with anybody, you know? So that was my experiences. So um, you don't really be in a couple in 4D world. And maybe they do exi exist in positive side of 4D planets. But before you ascend, I mean, descend to Earth, um, 
you don't go through the positive side of 40 planets because that kind of defeat the purpose of preparing yourself to be here. So, um, yeah. And then 5D and up, you're here to serve. So um, that's my understanding of Twin Flames. And then um, through the session I have with my clients, um, that's what we've seen over and over and over. And because of that, the nature of the Twin Flame relationship is a starseed. Not real, real, in reality, not too many people are like having real Twin Flame relationships, believe it or not. People think they are, but my assumption is they might be having a narcissistic relationship with a narcissist, or it could be karmic relationship, whatever that is, like this strong emotional attachment, um, or strong karmic um, repetitious pattern, people might, you know, confuse the with the twin flame relationship. But you know, once you, you go through the um, regressions, you know, with me, people kind of find out because a lot of times they want to find out what is really want going on with this person. Um, and not everybody or not every starship is having a twin flame mission because that is a cherry on top. You have your own mission anyways. So it really doesn't matter your true love is either soulmate or twin flame because that's just a level in this planet. And, you know, both are true love. When you love each other and then you are authentically, truly, you know, be here as who you are, both of you, and serving for others or doing something amazing as a couple to make our world a better place, that one matters. So in order to manifest to love after we clear ourselves, the second step, second important step is to make sure what you want you need to be very clear about what you are looking for in person and that's a step you have to go through because you can just say hey i want true love okay what are you looking for what is your must have in the relationship and what if your person you think is to love doesn't have it. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to just wait for this person to change? Or you say, okay, this person doesn't apply for what I'm looking for next. Because true love is not just one. Depends on what kind of vibration you're vibrating with. You can have a lot of true love. You can attract a lot of true love but you have to choose the one fit for you. And that's important. And that's second step I'm suggesting. What is your second? Yeah, no, I um, 100% agree with that. I think we have to know what we want. Um, we have to really, because see, Personally, I, I really truly believe that our desires are dropped in our heart by our soul. And in order to 
start manifesting the kind of relationship you're looking for, you have to be very specific. Like you have to know what you want. And I tell people, like literally, I tell my clients, make a list, you know, really think about it. What are your absolutes? Like, what do you absolutely non-negotiables? What are you wanting in this person? What are they like? What, you know, what's it feel like when you're with them? How do you want to spend your time together? You know, what kind of character qualities do they have? And, and really think about that stuff. And that's how, by being specific in a sense, you know, it's one thing to say, like, you know, Erica, like you were saying, it's one thing to say, you know, oh, I want an incredible relationship. Okay, well, you know, what does that look like for you? And, and what out of that makes it incredible for you? You know, is it, you know, the way they make you feel because they act a certain way or they, you know, they have similar things in common or you like the same sports team, whatever. I mean, it, it's just a matter of being really specific. And when it comes to manifesting anything in your life, you know, like, the very first most important thing we said before is clearing those beliefs, clearing those patterns, healing those wounds, and then getting very clear about what you want. So I agree absolutely as far as like the process of bringing and calling that relationship to you is definitely getting clear on what you want. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's super important. And then uh, you guys have to believe in the beginning of manifestation, it's always energy. So I'm gonna use as my example. Um, I wrote my must-have, and then um, I started to. Um, I I have like three tarot card readers. I listen on YouTube's, and then um, they're like a general ones. I do listen to like your two, but like general ones, they don't do personal readings. They do general readings and they lead not for twin flame but they lead for your signs right and then i listen to those or uh pick a card the same person and then when i listen to them all of the content is the same regardless of which month and then one person was uh describing oh yeah um I had to pick the ring, so I picked the ring. And then the person, my future husband, this person, the reader was describing was exactly what I wrote on my list. And maybe better. And I was like, wow, he's coming. And then like this um, description doesn't have to be same reader. Every single time I listen to those card message, there is a mention of this person. And then I, I'm a clairvoyant, so I, I do see his face too. Like not close up, but I can see his hair color. I can see his suits. I can see his smile. I haven't met him yet, but I know he's out there. So like, I'm like, wow, this is so exciting. And then that is usually happening. Like energetic manifestation is happening. So you started feeling like extremely um, excited or extremely like, I don't know, like um, dreamy, like you're not kind of like imagining or anything, but you just know this person is coming. It's not even wishing, it's not even hoping, you just know. And then after you know it, you're so relaxed because you can feel it. 
you can just pinpoint exactly when it doesn't matter when but you can feel it so you don't even try to manifest anything because you know this person is coming and that is the indication i want you guys to um have huge observation on yourself because when this is happening it's like one step before manifesting yeah and i the belief is key you know um the problem is is i find that people tend to let what they think they know get in the way of what's possible so like i've come across so many people black clients even friends and family who you know when i tell them to create this list of their perfect person they're like oh that's not possible or that person can't possibly exist or even like society tells us you know um yeah well you might just have to settle you know nobody's perfect well yeah nobody's perfect okay i get that but at the same time that doesn't mean that you can't have what you want you can have be or do anything right it's part of who we are and when it comes to that attracting that relationship you absolutely can have what you want and i try to explain this to people because those beliefs that you know, we've grown up with and that have been instilled in us from the collective are that, you know, oh, that's not possible. You know, you can't really have like the perfect person for you, which is total bullshit. I mean, it's just not true. You can, I know because I, I found mine and I, I did that same process, you know, not even intentionally. I didn't even do it intentionally at the time, but I had that list. I had this running list of what I wanted and literally he is everything on my list plus stuff I never even thought of. I mean, the universe wants to give you nothing but the best and everything that will just light your soul up and make you just full of joy and happiness. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. He's even more than my list because there was you know stuff that I never even thought of. And it's those beliefs and those, you know, what you think, you know, that, that get in your way. So like, I love to tell this story. This is such a great story and it's a good um, analogy, but there, I'll give you the abbreviated version, but there was this guy, he was a, uh, a farmer in Australia. His name is Cliff Young. This is a true story. His name is Cliff Young. He was 61 years old and he showed up one day at one of those endurance races, those long distance endurance races that I used to run. I used to be a runner. So for any of you who ever run or run a marathon or anything like that, I used to do marathons back before I had to have my hips replaced, but that's another story. Anyway, um, distance running, endurance running is like where they do crazy, like multiple days of running, right? So this little old guy, well, I shouldn't say old, he's not old, but 61 shows up at this race and it's an endurance race and it's a race of 650 miles over um, seven, six or seven days, I think. And um, he shows up in overalls and in construction boots. Sorry, my dog. Clyde, stop it. Sorry, let me go in the other room. He shows up in overalls and construction boots and galoshes on top of his boots <laughs> because he's telling them, well, you know, it might rain. 
And everybody that's there is looking at him like, he's crazy. They're like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm going to run this race. And they're like, wearing what you're wearing. And he's like, yeah, you know, they're all dressed and they're like Adidas and they're, you know, Nike stuff. There are running shoes and all this stuff. And and they're like, what makes you think you can do this? And he's like, well, I'm a farmer, you know, and sometimes I have to chase my sheep around for a couple of days and sometimes I have to run after them. So I think I can do it. And they're like, have you ever run a race before? He's like, no. And they're like, well, what makes you think you can do this? And he's like, well, why would you sign up for this one, this endurance race that lasts six and seven days? And he's like, well, you know, I, um, this was the only one that would fit in my schedule. So I just decided I would come and do it. So they're all thinking he's nuts, right? They're like, he's never going to last. He's probably going to die. He's probably going to have a heart attack. This man's never run before distance, you know? And they're like, no way it's going to happen. So they get started and, you know, everybody takes off and here he is just kind of shuffling along, shuffling along. And (laughs) the thing is they didn't know that he had, that this gentleman, Cliff Young, had this advantage. He had never read Runner's Magazine. He had never talked to a coach. He had never, um, you know, read a book on running or even talked to like an elite running athlete. So he had no idea that in endurance races like this, you run for 18 hours and then you sleep for six. And then you get up and do it again. The next day you run for 18 hours, sleep for six. So by the time he caught up to everybody, they were all sleeping and he didn't know he was supposed to stop. So he kept going. And this little guy ran for five and a half days, sleeping like an hour here and an hour there because he had no idea he was supposed to stop. And he ended up beating all of these people and broke the record by like 12 hours so he finished this race in five and a half days that most people take like six or seven days to finish. He beat the record by 12 hours, which is insane. But the only reason why I'm telling you this is because what you think you know gets in the way of what's possible, right? So if you really think that you know something, a lot of times that will just block that possibility for you because you think you know the answer already. And that's what happens when it comes to manifesting relationships. People think it's not possible. People think that perfect person is not out there and it's not true. So anyway, that's my long version of my story that I like to tell people because I think that's a good story. And the people also think this is the only person which is not a good, especially you are the one who is having toxic relationship. I mean, think about it. Do you really deserve to have this relationship? Um, You know, especially after you work on yourself a lot and then your person isn't changing, you know? Um, That is like the huge clue, at least I tell to my clients. You know, when I work with them, I tell them, you know, it's either you're going to be with your twin flame or you find out yours are not twin flame because usually if you know the you know client is supposedly being the twin flame relationship if you're with the person he'll try to catch up if he's the same you know being exactly the same person um that person is not meant to be with you And time is really important. And then, you know, uh, having leveling is not really good because 
you know, you gotta be with twin flame no matter what, because he's the only one, she's the only one, which is very unhealthy. Because if you want to be with true love, who fit with what you're looking for, you have a more leeway, you have a more choice, you have more freedom, and you are not being hugely emotionally attached to the person. Means um, you can manifest this reality a lot easier because when you are wanting so much, this is like repels, this repels energetically. If you want it so much, this repels. When you manifest something, doesn't matter it's love or anything, you feel like, oh, I wish I have this and that. And then it comes so easily because you're not overly attached. You just throw your wish to the universe and the universe deliver it to you because you're like, oh my God, no matter what, I'm just gonna have this and I'll die if it doesn't happen. In this attitude and in this uh, energetic uh, heaviness, the stuff doesn't come to you. And you know, that's really important. So that's why nowadays I'm telling my client, you know, you are manifesting your true love. It could be your twin flame, it could be not, but it doesn't matter if, as long as you are, you're gonna be end up being happy in true love, does a name important to you, really, you know? Um, that's important. And also, as far as the labeling goes, um, no, sorry, list, list goes. Um, list is like, you gotta be super defined and then find out really, really a must. So when you know um, what you really want deeply, you don't have like 50 list or 30 list or 27 list. And I'm telling you guys coming from my own experience, I, I used to have 27 list and I man manifested exactly a guy who fit with my 27 list, including his eye color, including his height, including his family relationship, everything. And was he the perfect person for me? No. Now I, I don't really care about appearances. Well, I want him to have a good smile. I want him to smell nice, you know, and then looks really sexy in suits. That's kind of my requirement, but I'm not really, um, you know, adamant about he has to be this height and this weight and having this body structure and yada, yada, yada. I used to have uh, how, how he makes me feel is more important than how he should look outside. And that's a really important thing I want you guys to, you know, pay attention on. Because when you know the core of your need, it's easier for the universe to find your match. And this match is exactly what you're looking for. So, you know, after you fall in love, his appearance is not like really um, that important because you like how he looks. He's not the most amazing looking person in the world or 
you know, the tall guy you always wanted, it doesn't matter because he started looking really, really sexy to you after you fall in love. So, you know, that's what I want. And then let's talk about last uh, requirement before we go. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm wrangling my dogs here because I have to leave here shortly. But um, yeah, I think it's, you know, with anything, when it comes to manifesting anything, it's asking, being very clear, believing, believing that it's going to happen, and then being in that state of receiving and allowing. I think um, a lot of people tend to... Um, not, it, it, it kind of ties up with that belief too, believing that you're worthy, believing that you're enough and, um, allowing things to come into your life. It's a matter of being receptive, you know, um, cause it's like the full, it's like the flow of any, anything, you know, when we're talking energy and things like that, it's not just, um, putting it out, it's receiving as well. So, <coughs> Errol, what, what would you say is your last point? Yeah, the third point is exactly receiving, allowing. And then the most important thing is receive with ease. This is why I must want this person is not a really good way to receive because it's too heavy. But when you're enjoying your life, regardless of you're having this true love right now or not, you're enjoying your life. You're enjoying why you're here for. The person will come because of your ease, because you're enjoying your life, because you know this person is coming. And that is very, very important. Like relax and know this is coming and just live your life with or without the person. Yeah, I mean, it's really all about putting it out there and leaving the outcome to the universe, trusting and believing and knowing that this is going to happen, you know, and not putting a timetable on it, you know, not expecting that, oh, this has to be done, you know, by a certain time. I mean, you certainly can. I mean, you could say, you know, hey, I'd like to meet this person, you know, by December 31st of next year. I mean, that works. But I mean, when it comes to really having that exact person that you're looking for, it's much better just to release the outcome. Just let it go and know that it's going to happen. And you'd be surprised how fast, once you get into that vibration of allowing and belief and trusting and having faith that the universe is going to deliver this to you, how fast things manifest in your life. Yeah, so if you guys want to have like, you know, fast manifesting your true love, DM me and then we're going to have a free diagnostic call. Antonia, you have the class for the twin uh, soulmate, right? Yeah. Um, it's, I know Brian knows about it. I talk about it all the time. I've got, um, the next one I'm doing is on December 4th. And it's all about going through this whole process of manifesting that re ideal relationship that you're looking for. And it's about manifesting anything. It's not only pertinent to soulmates, but I mean, that's definitely the emphasis is finding that relationship that you're seeking. But I go through all kinds of 
little tips and tricks and things to do to help kind of, you know, work through this whole process of manifestation, what you need to do in order to work on those beliefs and work on those um, patterns that we need to release in order to heal those wounds from our past. So, yeah. So that's coming up on December 4th. And I know, Erica, you do amazing work with um, people with their twin flame and in couples and things like that. So I'm sure you've got all kinds of people interested in that, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people want to make stuff happen fast. And then, you know, um, if you're working on yourself, it takes years of stuff, you know. Um, I like doing stuff as fast as possible for my client because time is money <laughs> so if you guys are interested in to make stuff happen fast dm me and let's see what we can do about it so uh, next week uh, tony and i will be bringing more interesting topic we usually host our room at 12 p.m at the clubhouse every tuesday um eastern time so we love to have more amazing time with you guys and thank you so much for being here and we do really appreciate and if you those of you who are listening to replay welcome <laughs> and hopefully this was um useful for yeah absolutely so thanks erica for having me today it's always a pleasure we always have great conversations and we kind of, you know, we have different topics each week on different spiritual matters and um, different spiritual growth topics. And we talk about ascension and talk about just um, soul growth and evolution and your purpose and relationships and all kinds of fun stuff. So we would love for you to follow the club for those of you who are listening afterwards. And uh, yeah, we will see you next Tuesday at noon Eastern. I hope everybody has a fabulous holiday for those of you who are in the U.S. Yes, fabulous holiday. We're having Thanksgiving. <laughs> Is, do they have that in Canada? Maybe they, they do, but it's a different day. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> okay. So um, have a good weekend, everyone. Yep. Take care. Bye. Okay, so that was our Clubhouse episode. If you guys want to hop into Clubhouse, just download the Clubhouse app and uh, find me at Erica Fruzono. That's my name. And you can find it or I'll put it on the link on the description box. And that's where you can find me with Love and Ascension. That is my clubhouse club alrighty so hope you enjoyed it and I see you guys next week bye